Good afternoon. Welcome to the Extension Hour. This is Amy Ressler, County Extension Agent for Family and Community Health. And I have my coworker here today, Justin Sines, County Extension Agent for Urban Youth Development. How are you doing, Justin? Pretty good. It's Friday. Yay! We love Fridays. And one of my favorite things about Fridays is coming on the radio. Because we've got so much good information that we like to share with people. And um, so Extension Hour, we talk about people, programs, partnerships. So um, we're going to talk about people because you're one of, you're, I mean, you're obviously a people. Sometimes we have like volunteers that are that are people as well. Um, but we're really going to focus on program today because we want to talk about 4-H. Um, but before we get to that, this is the Extension Hour. So we want to talk about a little bit of uh, other things. But then we're really going to get into the meat of what we want to um, discuss today with 4-H. So um, just to start off with with um, family and community health. One of the things that we have coming up is the mobile cooking school that we love, love doing. Um, it's where we like take equipment out to a site and we um, prepare a meal with people. So we do a little bit of a lesson and then we do, um, we teach them how to cook. Um, and it, this is a cooking school that's like really very useful, basic kind of stuff. Um, you know, I love watching, you know, the food channel or whatever, but sometimes you watch some of that stuff and you're like, I don't know that I can you know, are you really ever going to make that at home, right? So we try to be very practical with those. <laughs> I will say some mm-hmm. of my favorite recipes have come from the mobile cooking school oh, this yeah. past year. Yep, And dinner tonight, that's dinner your favorite tonight. too. We get those. Yeah, so if people are interested in that, you know, we need to throw out some uh, some more information. So dinnertonight.tamu.edu is a great website. Get all kinds of videos and recipes and all that yep. kind of good stuff. Quick, easy, and delicious. Yeah, and, and even you, you've tried new things, right, Justin? I have tried a lot of new things, and <laughs> everything I've tried has been fantastic. Good, good. Um, so that mobile cooking school is going to be at the Academy for Lifelong Learning in New Caney. Um, and it's going to be on Tuesdays, October 15th, 22nd, and 29th, um, 10 to noon on those Tuesdays. And um, so you need to be a member of Academy for Lifelong Learning to be able to go to these. But if you're interested in doing something like that, we offer those um, all kinds of places. I mean, we've, we've been anywhere from country clubs to community clubs to churches to schools. Um, so anyway, that's one of the things that we've got coming up. And then in the agriculture department, and it's kind of a combination of agriculture and horticulture, they have the Southeast Texas Grounds Maintenance Conference, which a lot of farmers and producers look forward to every year. October 17th is the year, is, is, the, year, is the date this year. Um, and lots of, lots of great educational topics, um, but one of the big things is that they can get the continuing education units that they need to maintain their pesticide applicator license, so that's a, a big deal for them. So October 17th. And then the other thing that people love about what we do in Extension is our Master Gardeners and the plant sale. And so that's coming up on October 5th is the fall plant sale. Um, they do a presentation at 8, and then the sale actually starts at 9. Um, and it goes I- until noon, but, you know, things run out pretty quick. So come with your wagon, come ready. Um, really good stuff there. And 4-H, really yes. busy. Lots of things going on there. Lots of things going on for sure. We're getting our new year started off. We started September 1. So we're brand new into a new 4-H year, and we're just getting started with some of our 4-H projects this year. Okay, well, let's, let's, let's go back to kind of square one, because we often assume in, in a lot of the things that we do that people know exactly what we're talking about. So just very basics, what is 4-H? Well, 4-H is basically a community of young people who are learning leadership, citizenship, and life skills as a general. With 4-H, you, um, one word doesn't describe 4-H. You can't go out mm-hmm. in 4-H. One picture doesn't describe it. There's a ton of um, activities kids can do within 4-H. Most of the activities 4-H is known for is livestock, showing livestock at the local mm-hmm. fairs and some of the other shows across Texas. But also we have things like food and nutrition with the mobile cooking school. We have sewing, photography, science, fashion and interior design. So there's a lot more to 4-H, but it's a club for kids between 3rd through 12th grade who have an interest and want to learn more about something. Yeah. So you said we really can't sum up 4-H in one word, but the four words of 4-H is uh, head, heart, hands, and health. Yes. And pretty much everything that does that we do in 4-H, all of the projects, all of the learning experience are going to relate back to head. They And, and there's 4-H pledge, my head to clearer thinking. I pledge my head to clearer thinking. So um, learning, education, all about clearer thinking, learning more, my heart um, to greater loyalty. So we're learning about um, community service, huge part. Uh, my hands to larger service, again, community service and um, the, the leadership. And then my health for better living. That's where a lot of the other things um, come in. So responsibility, leadership, there's just so much, but they all relate back to those those four words. Yes. <laughs> so 
a lot of people, you mentioned livestock, um, and a lot of people kind of associate 4-H with livestock, but there's so much more than that. Um, and pretty much anything that you want to do, you can find a way to utilize 4-H as a learning experience and a platform for doing that. For sure. With 4-H, any interest you have, we can make it into a project. And a project mm-hmm. is basically uh, youth who want to learn about something, and you set goals, mm-hmm. and you have to have six learning opportunities. And that can be throughout the year. That can be within six weeks. But you have to learn six things within that project. So we always like to use the example, if you want to use underwater basket weaving as your project, (laughs) we can make it a project as long as we have those six learning experiences that last 20 minutes or longer and you set a goal. Mm -hmm. You did mention some of our our more popular projects. So livestock, um, different species. We had this conversation earlier too about, um, so just to tell a funny story on myself, because sometimes people don't, you know, we talk and people just assume that where we assume that people know what we mean. But I had first started um, an extension and I heard my coworker who had a very strong Southern accent talk about going to the bear show. And I was uh, kind of confused and I was like, God, they show bears in 4-H? How does that happen? <laughs> well, so it turns out that it was barrow, which he was saying, which is a pig. So a male castrated pig is a barrow. And um, they do show pigs yes, and, and gilts. Right, and, and depending on where you come from the state, it's either barrow or barra. So we, we got different uh, different dialects for it there. <laughs> yeah, some of us are a little more southern than others. Um, so pigs, uh, cows, sheep, goats. Poultry, yep. Sheep. Poultry, chickens. Yep. Rabbits. <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh, so chickens and um, turkeys. turkeys, yeah, or poultry. So not just, not just chickens. Yeah. Here in Texas, majority of our livestock that we do show is geared towards the market side of things. So our... Our chicken shows are going to be our market broilers. Um, we don't have very many shows that are like breed shows that you kind of see when you think of the um, traditional county fair mm. where you have bring your best Rhode Island red rooster to the fair. This is more on the meat side of things. Yeah. So um, the, then there's also the projects too that, that are related to kind of family and community health that you mentioned earlier too. So um, food and fashion are big parts of that. And then, of course, as we mentioned, everything is related to leadership, community service, all that. But there is something that kind of surprises people sometimes about 4-H, and that's we do STEM stuff. Yes, we do a lot of STEM stuff. And STEAM. STEAM, yes. STEM and STEAM, what do those mean? So STEAM is science, technology, engineering. And the A can be art, but we also like to use agriculture in there Mm. because it is a science, and mathematics. Okay, so um, one of the things that what we really wanted to focus on today is um, robotics. Yes, most people might not associate 4-H with robotics, but if we think about the agriculture industry and the our everyday lives, there's so much technology immersed in it. So with 4-H, we started our roots out in agriculture, and we still keep our roots in agriculture, so we try to tie in a little bit of agriculture with everything we do, whether it be food and nutrition and where our food comes from, or fashion and interior design, talking about the textiles that we grow through agriculture. But with agriculture today, we cannot raise the amount of food that we do now without the assistance of of technology, whether it be tractors are using GPS to make sure those rows are uh, perfectly aligned so we're maximizing our space in the field, or if we're using precision agriculture to make sure that we're applying um, fertilizers Mm -hmm. properly so they can actually scan each leaf of the plant and figure, figure out which plant needs more fertilizer so we're not over fertilizing our our crops so a part of preparing children for the future is um giving them the skills that they need and help giving them the opportunity to practice that in a really safe environment and so one way they can do that is through a robotics project so yes. at least six learning experiences maybe more um, sometimes there's contest involved with that for sure so here in the forge robotic um program we utilize what we, we have the EV3 Mindstorm Lego kit. And so those kids who enjoy um, Legos or building, this is perfect for them. So we're not actually building battle bots that we see on TV where they have, you know, they're trying to destroy another bot. We are building a robot to complete various tasks. So we'll give the kids a task and they'll have to build that robot and figure out how to program it and also build attachments to complete it. So these robots start from scratch with a basic um, uh Brick is what we call it. It's basically mm-hmm. the computer of it, and they can attach various Lego parts to it to actually make wheels, lifts, uh, claws, anything that they need to get that robot to move. All right, to do really functional types of things. So, okay, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Functional things such as pushing, pulling, lifting, dropping, and then we also have some stuff like sensors, uh, color sensors, um, touch sensors, and also ultrasonic sensors, sensors as well. 
Great. So this may be some new news for people um, who are um, familiar with 4-H and the really traditional program. So it can be surprising to know that we've got we've got robotics as part of 4-H as well. Um, so we're going to take a break, but we're going to come back because we want to talk more about 4-H and we're going to talk more about robotics and kinds of things that um, kids can do that are um, new and exciting and, and really very beneficial for the future. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Family and community health programs provide science-based education designed to improve the overall health and wellness of individuals, families, and communities. Developed by experts and delivered locally. Topics include child and adult health, nutrition, child care, financial management, passenger and community safety, and building strong families. All encouraging lifelong health and well-being for every person, every family, and every community. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension helping Texans make their lives better. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3700. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Boxer Rescue is a nonprofit organization serving Montgomery County and surrounding areas dedicated to the health and well-being of the boxer breed. Lone Star Boxer Rescue is run and managed 100% by volunteers since 1999. Our main objective is to rescue, rehabilitate, and rehome boxers that come to us from many sources, including local animal shelters, owner surrenders, and strays. For more information about Lone Star Boxer Rescue, visit our website at lsbr.org. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. Welcome back to the Extension Hour. I'm Amy Ressler. i got Justin Sines with me. We're talking about People Programs Partnerships. We're really focusing on 4-H today. I'm talking uh, about the robotics program. And so just to remind everyone, too, you can listen to us live here on uh, Lone Star Radio 104.5, 106.1. We have um, different uh, guests, and you're not a guest necessarily, but we have different people on the show. We talk about different things, um, all related to Extension um, and the things that we do, the things that we do to help Texans better their lives. Um, so 104.5, 106.1, those are the, the radio um, dial, what it's called, and then the um, worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. And then it's also um, on Facebook Live. Um, so you can go back and look on Facebook. But uh, even an, another, even better way to find um, previous shows is through um, YouTube. So our podcasts are on YouTube, Texas A&M, AgriLife Extension, Montgomery County. Are pretty easy to find if you, you know, know all of those words that we use. Um, but you can go back and listen to all kinds of ones. So um, not long ago, a few months ago, we had you and Joe uh, picking our 4-H program assistant, um, talking a, a little bit about introducing yourselves, but about some of the things that we do in terms of uh, curriculum enrichment. So lots of great things going on there in the schools. But um, so anyway, you can look, go back and listen to those. So as soon as someone like ask about, tell me more about robotics, we can say, hey, go listen to our podcast. So if you're tuning in later, like listening to our podcast, welcome. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Um, so let's get back into it. So 4-H, we we kind of skipped ahead. So you're going to look for you're going to join 4-H. There is a registration fee. Yes, we um we have a twenty five dollar participation fee. Uh, if you join early, if not, it jumps up to thirty dollars, and it's all it's a particip- participation fee. Mm-hmm. And we register online at texas.4honline.com. 
And it's pretty simple. You fill out your family profile, and they're going to ask you to select a club. So it's all about communities and, and engaging with the other young folks here in the county. So we ask you to join a club, be a part of a club. Pick a project. Mm -hmm. in, in, in Montgomery County, we have over 20 over clubs, 25 clubs to, to choose from. Scattered so, throughout yeah, the county. Yeah, so there's there's one probably really close to yep. you. And most of them meet um, once a month, and there's various uh, days they'll meet throughout the week. So some might meet the first week, second, and third week. It all depends on what fits their schedule. So if one doesn't fit your schedule, there's another club that will. Right, because a lot of times people ask, you know, which club should I join? And it's just the one that works best for you in terms of time and the, th uh, the focus of that club. Right. So the $25 participation fee, <laughs> and then um, join a club, you pick a project. You can pick more than one project. Yes. we um, Most of our kids have more than one project, so they'll pick one that they're interested in, and then as they're going along, they'll notice that, oh, we have a dog club. So you can bring your dog and learn about dog training or the horsemanship club, shooting sports are a few of the actual project clubs we have, but majority of our clubs are community where they have multiple projects going on within in that club. Yeah. So then you pick a project, and then you set goals. Yes, it's all about learning. We, mm. Whether it be robotics, learning how to build a robot. If it's livestock, learning how to feed that calf up. Learning about how to sew a button on. Whatever it may be, we want the kids to set goals and learn how to set and meet their goals. And, and then one of the goals of everything that we're doing in 4-H is to have fun. For learn, sure. Learn while doing it. Learn, learn by doing. That's a 4-H slogan. Yes, it is. All yep. right, so we've been talking about robotics. Let's talk about some of the goals that a 4-H member might have in a robotics I just want to learn more about robotics or what kinds of things? So like I was mentioning, we utilize the Lego kits. And so these kids will actually learn how to build a Lego robot from scratch. And so they'll have to add um, some type of will or track to it. And also these tasks are going to have to be a lot of pushing and pulling and dropping. So they're going to either have to build a pusher and they might have to build some type of claw crane or something. So they're going to learn how to do the engineering process. And the engineering process is where you design um, build and test. And a lot of the times we never get it right on the first time. So we, if it doesn't work, we start over again and we continue to do that process until we get it right. So that's majority of what we're going to be doing is getting this robot down. So we'll practice, um, throughout the year and learning how the robot operates, what pieces work well, how, what's the best size robot for what we're doing. So that's a lot of learning while we are practicing. And when we talk about building a robot, there's actually a couple different parts of building, right? So you're going to like literally put the Lego pieces together with parts that do things, but to make those parts do things, that includes computer programming, right? right. So we're talking literally coding computer programming yes. type of thing. So we're building kind of virtually through the computer to give the the signals so that the the physical thing robot does what it needs to do, right? Right. So Once we have a robot built with wheels and attachments, then we need it, that robot, we need to tell that robot what we want it to do. So we utilize the Lego education software and we actually will write code, which will tell the robot when I press start, go forward, utilizing their motors, you know, how many times you want to rotate that, mot that motor depending on the wheel size. So you have to figure out the circumference of that wheel in one rotation. How, how many times does that wheel go around? Maybe we need a rotate three times to make one completion on our wheel. So we're utilizing math like our science teachers told us we would use outside of classrooms. Mm -hmm. um, it, so, Yep, so a goal is not necessarily going to be I want to learn more math, but right. in computer programming and doing the coding and, and measuring and all those kinds yeah. of things, you're going to learn math along so the way. So we'll write the code on the computer, and then we'll send it to the robot, and when we press go on the robot, then it'll see if we if we wrote the right code or not. Most it's a lot of the times there's going to be little things that we miss up, we uh, we miss and so we have to go back to the drawing board and redo that code and we have to test it over and over again until we get it. It's a great great way to, to learn yes. trial and error and, and figuring that out. Um, and through, so through the the um, support that our 4-H members received from their volunteer leaders from their county extension agents, um, you, you know, because so I'm listening to you say this, and I'm thinking if I wanted my kid to be doing this, it, it might be a little overwhelming. Like I don't know how to even start. But there's a lot of support out there. There's also um, guides that are available um, that have like lesson plans and that kind of thing that'll help kids um, work their way through what they need to know. So our uh, the Texas 4-H website, texas4-h.tamu.edu. Under projects, you'll see robots, uh, robotics, and there's a complete resource a link with tons of le uh, links on curriculum, how to build them. But also, we're going to provide resources here at the county level. So we will actually have a robotics 
Programming 101 session later in October for our brand new members who are just starting. So we're going to go over programming the basics, how we turn the robot on, how, what are the kits, here's the software. But also in October, we're going to have a statewide robotic leader, project leader training that was a partnership between Montgomery County and Walker County. Good. So then that helps um, adults know how to help the kids right. best because, um, you know, working with kids is is, is interesting. I mean, you kind of have to talk to them in a, in a different way than maybe you would talk to an adult or maybe the way that you would learn as an adult. So um, that gives them a lot of skills. And then, you know, when they don't even know where to start, that volunteer right. leader guide will help them. Yes. And here in Forge, we heavily re rely on volunteers. They make mm -hmm. our program work. Here in Montgomery County, we had oh, um, 950 kids enroll in the 4-H program throughout the county. So we have two 4-H agents, a program assistant, and a volunteer coordinator. Unfortunately, we cannot do it all. So it's through great volunteers that we make the 4-H program work. And part of that is having those willing adults who want to help teach our kids about some STEM activities like robots. Yeah. All right. So they're going to set goals. They're going to, and then they reach their goals. And then, then what? So... Learning about robots is fun, mm -hmm. um, but we want to test their skills. And one way that we test our students' knowledge and skills of the robots is in a fun way of, of having contests. So we do have a couple of contest opportunities for our kids here in 4-H. Um, in the 4-H program, we have what we call semi-blind contest. And so these contests are usually geared towards agri an agricultural theme. So like I mentioned earlier, we do have our roots in agriculture. So we want to sneak in a little bit of agricultural learning into our kids because most kids today are three to four generations removed from the farm. So they're not getting it every day. So we need to sneak it in in a fun way, like learning about robotics. So uh, we had a uh, the state fair last year. The theme was all about the dairy industry. Uh, this past year at the Montgomery County Fair, they had a contest and it was about Texas timber. So they learn about the various industries through this. With the robotic contest, they'll have a theme like Texas Timber, and they will have a game mat. It's, it's a four by eight table. There'll be a mat on it, and we'll set various tasks for them to complete on that table. All those tasks are going to be related to whatever the theme is. So going back to the Texas Timber, they learned the complete cycle of uh, logging and a little bit of history about Montgomery County uh, in the early days. Um, Isaac Conroe actually started with um, cutting down the tree with the, the logging industry. Mm -hmm. And he brought in the railroad and he had a switch here. That's how we got Conroe was um, Isaac Conroe switch. So we actually had a train on our board that they actually had to take from the forest to what we had, we designated was a sawmill mm -hmm. to talk about the early days of transportation. We talked about that they had to pick um, some trees. And so we here in Montgomery County, we have two types of trees that we utilize the lop lolly pine tree, and that's typically for lumber. And then we have the sweet gum tree, which is a paper pulp type of tree. So they had to collect those and then sort them into the right mill. From there, they were able to take little popsicle sticks and they had to take it to another part of the board where it was a house being built. So we're talking about the lumber industry. And once we've harvested those trees, we want to talk about conservation. So there were um, seeds that they had to take from one area and replant at another area of the board. So they get a full picture of the timber industry. Right. So they are learning computer programming, coding, but at the same time, they're learning history and they're also learning practical application and critical thinking skills to get from point A to point B. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So kids have to do this all by themselves. So with the robotics program, it is a team effort. Three to five members compete on a team and our contests are usually going to be about an hour and a half and we call them usually semi-blind because when you show up to contest, you'll have four of the tasks known. This will allow your team to practice and build your robot for those four tasks. So they get that like in advance oh, in an email. Usually and a week advance, they'll it, have it. a week to plan uh, build for this this contest. And so then they know part of what they're They know part do. of it. Half and of it they'll know. They and then when they get to the contest, <laughs> we'll unveil the other four tasks that they have to complete. And they can utilize that hour and a half to build what they need to accomplish those tasks and also practice. Again, going back to the engineering design process of practice, practice, pra practice. Yeah, yeah, because we know some people just don't work well under pressure, but it does a little bit of a little bit of um, preparing in advance and then a little bit of, of pressure. And you mentioned, too, it's a kind of a way to test their skills, but I also like to look at it. It's a way for them to show off all the right. cool things that they're learning. I mean, it's... You know, not like they're going to fail anything, but it does give them a chance for recognition and to really show off what they're doing. 
for sure. And it's it's always tons of fun to see how these the thought process of these kids. You may have 25 teams competing, and you're going to have 20 different types of robots with 25 different types of attachments that they build to do the exact same task. So it's really fun to watch. Yeah. And communication is a big part of what we do, um, you know, all in 4-H. And so a lot of it has to do with asking questions, too. So, right. you know, we can talk all day. I mean, we've got it. It's the extension hour. We're going to talk for a few minutes about um, robotics and the, the project and the, you know, the contest and that kind of thing. But um, it can be a little overwhelming. I mean, I think maybe sometimes that's a little bit of what uh, maybe people back off of 4-H. They think, oh, my goodness, there's so <laughs> much to do. I don't even know where to start. Right. But there's a lot of information out there, and there's... Um, lot of support as we've mentioned before so um okay so for known task for unknown task that's the semi-blind not the semi-blind but semi semi-blind <laughs> yes semi-blind um and then they practice four by eight contest mat um anything else about those contests that you like for people to make sure that they know about that's pretty um so they'll have that build and practice time and then we'll actually have the contest will actually start with a round and each round can be anywhere from two minutes to three minutes and so they are building and practicing to see how many tasks they can complete in those two minutes that'll be round one once all the teams have gone we'll go into round two and they can do the exact same task and so they're trying to get points on the board each task will be have a designated point value once we've completed round one and round two, we'll take the top three teams and go into the finals, and we'll have rounds three and four. And that's how we'll determine our placings for the robotic contest. Okay, so um, these are the like the Montgomery County Fair. This is the format for that. It's also the format for our District 4-H contest. Other contests? So we have a couple of, of opportunities mm-hmm. here in the 4-H program. We will actually have a county 4-H contest in January. Then we also have what we call the major shows, and we'll disc- the major shows are the various large livestock shows scattered throughout the state. They all have incorporated a type of robotic contest because a lot of the times it, the history has been a livestock show, but mm-hmm. the shows realize that more and more kids are being removed from agriculture. They don't have the opportunity because you can't have a steer in your HOA. You probably can. It's hard to get away with that. <laughs> um, so they're realizing that there's great opportunity by having these contests, and they They've themed robotics with ag, and we call it the Agrobot Contest. <laughs> and so we have shows like the Heart of Texas in Waco, which is this weekend, and then we have the State Fair of Texas. Fort Worth Livestock Show and Rodeo has added it for the first time this year. We have San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo and the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo all having an agrobotic contest. Okay, so just to make sure that people heard that right, we're talking about major livestock shows that people take their animals to. We're thinking Livestock Show and Rodeo, the one that most people around here are familiar with, is a Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. But you can do robotics at the livestock show. You do not have to have a livestock to compete at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo, correct? Yes, that is awesome. Um, so we want to talk more about those, the contests, the opportunities, and even how to find out more information about those contests and opportunities. But we're going to take one more little break, um, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to the Extension Hour, where, where we highlight people, programs, partnerships. Today we're talking about 4-H with Justin Signs, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. You're going to need me. You're going to need us. All of us. You're going to need our help with your water, your air, your food. You're going to need our determination, our compassion. You're going to need the next generation of leaders to face the challenges the future will bring. And we promise we'll be there when you need us. Today, 4-H is growing the next generation of leaders. Don't miss Lone Star Community Radio on TV and YouTube. Our talk show and music shows are featured on Our City TV, Suddenlink Channel 12, and have their own YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to keep up with posted shows and comment on them below the video. An estimated 1 in 10 births will result in a neonatal intensive care stay, also known as the NICU. Overnight, a family can find themselves and their newborn baby in a critical situation. The Mila Foundation financially and spiritually assists families in need. If you would like to volunteer or become a monthly sponsor, please visit us at www.themilafoundation.org. Again, that's www.themilafoundation.org because every life matters. 
For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, Zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Welcome back to the Extension Hour. I'm Amy Ressler. I got my coworker here, Justin Signs. We're talking about 4-H. Um, we're talking about communication. There is lots and lots of contest and um, information that's available, but sometimes it's kind of hard to get all that information because it can be overwhelming, and then it can be really frustrating because you call the Extension office and Justin is out of the office. Um, so just so that people know, sometimes Justin's out of the office because he has to go to these contests that we're talking about, but sometimes it's it's really odd things like like going to another county and doing flood damage assessments. assessments. Yeah. So, for instance, that's where Justin was yesterday. So, you know, we're talking about extension. We're talking about people, programs, partnerships, overall extension. 4-H is a huge part of what we do, but there is a lot of other things that we do. Um, so it's, it, you know, always falls under that other duties as assigned. But one of the things that we want people to make sure to remember, so regardless of what it is that you're interested in or, um, you know, you might be affected by floods. And so we've got a great resource that's available um, to help people with that type of, um, with recovery information. And that's Texas Help. Dot T-A-M-U dot E-D-U. So T-E-X-H-E-L-P, texashelp.tamu.edu. Great, great resource. You know, we don't want to use it because we hope that we never have to. But, you know, in the area that we're at, it comes in handy. Yes. We need it fairly often. All right, so we're talking about um, major livestock shows and the idea that you can do robotics in uh, at major livestock shows. So that's something that might be new information to people. But one thing that we should clarify is that in order to participate in those, you also need to be a member of 4-H or a member of FFA because those contests are limited to members of that, right? So not just anybody can go do those contests. Correct, yes. If you would like to compete at the major livestock shows with robotics, you must be a member of 4-H or FFA. And you have to sign up through your county extension agent or FFA advisor. You can't just go to the San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo webpage and enter yourself. Mm -hmm. We do have a couple of deadlines for mm -hmm. those shows. So if you're interested in uh, attending the Fort, Worth, the Fort Worth Livestock Show and Rodeo, San Antonio or Houston, our sign-up date is in November. The first week in November is when we have to get all those entries done. For our shows that happen in the fall, which are going to be the heart of Texas and State Fair of Texas in Dallas, Waco is where Heart of Texas is at. Those we have to get signed up in August. So we have to get those entries done ahead of time. And you also mentioned that this is a team event. So it's not that you sign up individual. So you also have to have your team in line ready to do that. So Correct. how big is the team? How many Again, members? it's going to be three to five members on a, on a robotic team. So how do people decide if you have three members or five members or is it just kind of how it works out? I mean, there's it varies. a variety. It varies. Yeah. A few of our clubs actually have enough kids who are interested in robotics, and so they'll form a team within their club, and they'll have three to five members. Some of our clubs have a couple of teams because they have that many kids interested in it. But we just had our robotic informational meeting, and I had kids from around the county who are interested, but there's not another kid close by. So we've kind of made a hodgepodge of kids all within the, the same age um, division. And that's something we want to talk about is in these robotic contests, it's not a third grader and a 12th grade grader going head to head. Mm -hmm. We do divide them up into juniors, which are third through fifth graders, intermediates, which are sixth through eighth graders, and our senior division, which is ninth through 12th. So we keep it a little bit on the, mm -hmm. the level playing field. And then some of the livestock shows, though, they just do junior and senior, right? So that, I mean, th there's some variations of that, right. but it is age appropriate contest so that they're competing against um, other members that are about the same age as they are. So have the same kind of learning opportunities and developmental levels and all those kinds of things. Yes. So try to, we keep it fair. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Make it a great learning experience for kids. So one thing with the major shows this year is because we, in the last five years, Texas Forge has really um, pushed robotics. And so we've made leaps and bounds in this because it is a, pretty, a hot commodity right now in the 4-H um, project. So, like I said, Fort Worth added this, the contest to their lineup this year for the first time. So we have five of these shows all doing the agrobotic contest. 
and to make things easier on the planning committee and so we can see progression through our kids' learning experiences, all the major livestock shows are going to go to the exact same map and also going to have four of, they're going to have the same four challenges known ahead of time. And then each show will have four tasks that are announced the day of. So that semi-blind concept. So this year's theme is all about native bees. Ah. So we're going we're gonna to learn about the importance of native bees and pollinators. One in three bites that we take are due to pollinators, whether it be honeybees, butterflies, native bees, any of those pollinators. But one in three bites of our everyday food is by a pollinator. So that's what the buzz is all about. That is exactly what the buzz <laughs> is all about. So that's very helpful, too. So kids, it's, some kids will participate in several contests. Some can only do one contest, but it does give them the opportunity to, to test and retest and show off and show off again about their skills. And another great thing I think about 4-H and the various contests that are available is it is a great learning experience. And, you know, um, we say sometimes a different different day, a different contest, a different judge, you're going to maybe get a different result. So it's a good way to kind of gauge where you're at um, individually and, you know, as a team. Um, so lots of great um, opportunities that way as well. So you said four major livestock shows are all going to the same, five, five are all going to the same t uh, format. format. So the same task, the same mat, mat that they work yes. with, the same kits. Yes. Cool. So then also there are district um, county, district, and state, 4-H specific. So you have to be a 4-H member to participate right. in that. So let's talk about those some. So the major shows, those are open to anyone across the state as long as you're a 4-H and FFA member. And then we have a couple of local contests that are specific just to our 4-H members here in Montgomery County. As I previously mentioned, we're going to have a county 4-H contest in January, and this is going to be for our kids here in Montgomery County. And then we also have our Montgomery County Fair. This is going to be the second year they're doing agrobotics. Last year was the first, the inaugural contest, and we had a great success. We had 48 teams. Wow. Those were both FFA, 4-H, and local ISDs brought their kids, and it was a fantastic contest. Kudos to the Montgomery County Fair for yeah. bringing that on board. And then in May, we're going to have our district contest. And here in um, where we're at, Montgomery County is part of District 9, and we have 18 counties that are incorporated into that. And so in May, we'll have our big time in D9. It's our district mm -hmm. contest date, and we'll have teams from across our district come and compete, and we'll both ha we'll have juniors, intermediates, and seniors uh, contest all in the, the robotic. And one of the cool things about that is we host that here in Montgomery County. We're kind of at the center of the district. So it's not that the contest will always be here in Montgomery County, but um, it may be for a while. And it is this upcoming year. So right. that makes it really convenient as well. It's super exciting because I was telling my folks, you know, you have a great opportunity because the contest is literally in our front yard. And mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't say the backyard because it is literally across the street from our extension office is where the robotic contest is going to be at the Lone Star Convention Center. So mm -hmm. directly in front of our office is our um, robotic contest. Good, good. So um, that's so we have the county roundup. So county fair, anybody. County roundup, 4-H. District Roundup 4-H. Those kids that do well at district can go to state. There's state roundup contest, right? Kind of. So we have our district contest, which is open to any 4-H member. And then in June, we have our state roundup, which is our state contest. And that's an invitational contest. It's going to be for intermediates and seniors. Again, intermediates 6th through 8th and seniors 9th through 12th. But our robotic contest format is a little different at state. Mm -hmm. It's what we call sumo style. So when we think about sumo, we think about wrestlers. Whoever can push one outside of the circle is the mm -hmm. winner. And, you know, people, uh, my name is Wrestler, Amy Wrestler. <laughs> Lots of people get confused with wrestlers, like think of the raw wrestler. So, yeah, pushing them out of the circle. Anyway, sorry, I digress. Let's go back. So sumo wrestling. <laughs> yes, sumo wrestling. It's the closest thing we have to battle bots. So the idea is you're going to build a robot, and it has to, um, cannot exceed a 12 by 12 um, um, Diane, Diane. 12, 12 feet, 12 inches. inches 12 so inches. we're talking a square foot. Square foot. Your okay. robot has to stay within a square foot in size. And you're going to have a circle with the um, the diameter of about three feet, I think is what our circle is. Mm -hmm. And so it'll be two bots going head to head. And you have to program it and use sensors. So it can, it's basically two robots trying to sense where each other's at on this three-foot circle. And then once they figure out where they're at, they're going to have to try to push them off. And so we have a little platform that sits on the floor about an inch and a half off. So if the robot falls off, it's not, it won't damage the robot. Mm. They just kind of 
lean off. And so it's a three-minute contest, and best two out of three wins that round. And so the sumo style, instead of having two rounds like our semi-blind contest, you're actually going to have a tournament style. So our kids will be able to compete more than two times if they don't make it to the finals. So yeah. they have more opportunities to, to uh, participate with that robot. And the other interesting thing, thing about that is the robot is built, programmed before they get to the contest, which is very different than the other contests that we're talking about where the programming, a lot of it happens, has on to site, happen right. on site. So it makes it go a little quicker. It provides the opportunity for more teams, more people to participate in. Um, and then at State Roundup, College Station, June, Texas A&M University campus, which is a great exposure to, you know, university life that kids just love. And I, that it's a huge recruiting tool for um, A&M, but I'm diverting again. <laughs> so um, the uh, it's a invitational, right? So some contests are qualifying. You have to you have to win here before you can go here. But this one is invitational. Invitational, right? For state roundup, it is geared towards our senior kids. That is kind of the the top tier of that for the year for competing. So contests like the um, the uh, food challenge where it's a team event, they have to qualify from district in order to go to state. So the top three teams, I think, from district, three or four teams from district get advanced to state. Mm -hmm. And that's a qualifying contest at State Roundup. Where robotics, um, we have 12 districts within the state of Texas, and not mm -hmm. every district will have a robotics contest here in District 9. We're lucky enough to have a strong robotic program. Because we're progressive and awesome we're, like we that. We are awesome. Yeah. And, besides um, that. <laughs> so we actually provide a contest at our district level, mm -hmm. but it's, again, it's not qualifying for state. Anyone between 6th through 12th grade can go to state roundup and compete with robotics as long as you have a team, 3 mm -hmm. to 5 members. Yep. And then, of course, you have to be a 4-H member, already be involved. Um, and we talked a little bit about the registration system. And all of this information, too, again, is, can be overwhelming, but texas4-h.tamu.edu is a website where you can find all kinds of resources, information, and, and then also you can call Justin. Yes. <laughs> Give us a call at the extension office. We'll be more than happy to answer any of those questions. Yeah. So, so many opportunities, uh, and, and we could probably talk for a lot longer about these, but we did want to uh, hit some highlights. Um, we're going to take another little break. We're going to come back and give you some some last minute, like few last tips, like things that we want you to remember before you um, leave. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to the Extension Hour here on Lone Star Radio, and we'll be back in just a few. service is all about extending knowledge and providing solutions. We do that by using science-based information to create high quality and relevant education for the people of Texas. More importantly, this outstanding education is delivered locally right here in our county. We encourage lasting and effective change that helps our communities and our county thrive. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936 647 3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Statistics show that one out of every six Texans struggles with food insecurity and hunger. And many people don't eat enough fruits and vegetables every day. The Better Living for Texans program is here to help you learn how to make healthy menu choices, save money at the grocery store, prepare quick and delicious meals, get more good nutrition in your day, and get more physical activity. Classes are fun, friendly, interactive, and free, and taught in English and Spanish. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. 
Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stuff podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back. We're talking robotics with Justin. That could be that could be like a show name on itself. Robotics with Justin. Uh, 4-H is a great opportunity for kids, third grade through 12th grade. They need to register through the Texas 4-H registration site, so you can find out all kinds of things, Texas 4-H at, no, dot T-A-M-U dot E-D-U. Or, you know, you can Google it, Texas 4-H. You can find um, the information that you need. But And then also, yeah, you can call our office, and we've mentioned that a couple times, but we really haven't given out the telephone number yet, so 936 Five three nine seven eight two five is one of those numbers. We have a few different ones. Nine three six five three nine seven eight two three extension number three. We'll get you straight to Justin, or you can email him. So you want to share your email? So my email is going to be Justin, J U S T I N dot S A E N Z at A G dot T A M U dot E D U. Yeah, and if he doesn't answer you right away, it may be because he's doing flood assessments or something. <laughs> well, on my way to the heart of uh, Texas Fair for robotics. That's right. And Justin's been a great um, leader in the Texas 4-H program in terms of robotics. Um, you know, 4-H is a very traditional program. It's been around for 100 years, and um, there's a lot of folks that uh, are passionate about livestock, and, and that's what 4-H is all about for them. But, um, you know, that's not for every kid. There's In 4-H, we try to provide opportunities that would interest um, kids in a variety of ways. So having robotics as an opportunity is really a great advancement for the 4-H program, and it's and it's awesome to have it's awesome to have you as my coworker, Justin. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> so we were talking about all the contests that are coming up, um, and we can talk a little bit more about that. But we also mentioned early in the show about some resources. But let's talk some more about if somebody wants to get involved in robotics, what do they need to do? Where do they even start? So we, we've been talking about kids for the last uh, few segments, but we also want to talk about how we can train those adults. Because again, like I mentioned, you know, the adult volunteers are a huge part of our program. So we do want to also train our adults up so they have the capabilities to lead a robotic team if their kid is interested. So we are going to have a robotic project leader training. Um, This is the first year we're going to be offering it. And it's in conjunction with the Walker County Extension Office. We both have strong robotic teams and we have a great working relationship with that office. So they're just up the road. So it's going to be um, held on a Saturday. We're going to be at the Walker County um, Storm Shelter, and it's going to be from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. So a good five hours worth of immersing ourselves into the robotic um, project for our adult leaders who have an interest or looking, how do we start the robotic program in our county? So this is open to folks all across the state to come and learn a little bit more about how to get started. So a few of the things we're going to talk about is one, how do you start the project? So if you're brand new to robotics, you have a kid who's interested, you have two other fo- two other friends, but where do we start? Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about getting started. We're going to also go over the EV3 kits because you can't do robotics without the um, Lego Mindstorm kit. Okay. Then it's going to be all hands-on. We're going to do some building and some programming, so we're not just going to sit in a chair for five hours and listen and watch Somebody a PowerPoint. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Click, PowerPoint. Yeah. Nope. Um, Forge is all about learn by doing, so that's how we are going to conduct this training is we're going to have robots. They can build them. Then we're going to program them and see actually how they operate. Then we're also going to talk a little bit about the contest opportunities because that is one of the driving forces in the robotics program. It's great to learn it, but we also, like, like we mentioned, let's test our skills and see how our kiddos are doing and they're progressing through this project. And then we're going to talk about a little bit about the major shows and how they've changed up a little bit. Like we mentioned earlier, they're all going to this um, one theme, concept, and format. Okay. So just a quick recap. What are the major livestock show opportunities that kids have for robotics that they can participate in? So the first one we have is going to be the Heart of Texas in Waco, and that's usually at the end of September. Then we're going to have the State Fair of Texas contest. It's going to it's in Dallas in October. Then we have the Fort Worth Livestock Show and Rodeo in January, San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo in February, 
and then the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo in March. So lots of opportunities for that. And then in 4-H, there's contest. So in Montgomery County, Montgomery County Fair, 4-H or not. And then in 4-H, county contest. Right. So we are very fortunate here in Montgomery County to have the largest robotic program in the state. And so we offer multiple opportunities. So typically in the fall, our kids are forming teams, practicing, getting to know the robot, um, getting to figure out how team dynamics are going to work. And so we'll start our contest season in January with our County 4-H for Montgomery County kids. Then they have the opportunity to go to Fort Worth. And then February, March, and then April, we're going to have the Montgomery County Fair contest. Mm -hmm. And then we'll end in May with our district contest. And then those kids who wish to go, they can go to uh, the contest in June. So we start a contest season from January all the way to June, if you wish. So tons of opportunities. You do not have to go to all the contests. You can go to one contest. Mm -hmm. It's up to you and what the kiddos want to do. Sure. And then also we can mention, too, you don't even have to do a contest. It's just for a lot of kids, that's really the fun of it. Right. Like I said, that's where, where you get a chance to really show off what you've learned and, and test it. And then um, in the district, I mean, sorry, state roundup is also an opportunity, an invitational, a little different uh, format, but still. And, and is that one individual? That one's team as well? Team as well. Okay. So, the, and that's always in June at uh, College Station. Um, you're going to do a robotics programming 101? So for our new members, it can be a little overwhelming, not just sports, but also how do you operate this robot? How do you turn it on? How do you even begin to code it? How do you get the code from the computer to the robot? So we're going to do a programming 101 for our kiddos here in October, and it's going to be on a Saturday, two and a half hours, and we're just going to go over the basics on how to get the robot built and get a little bit of coding done. Good. So and if you want to learn more about that, again, 936-539-7823 is one of our telephone numbers that'll get you to the extension office. Also, you can email Justin. And besides that, we a uh, great Facebook page. Justin's really done a lot with that as well. Definitely. If you, uh, uh, it's going to be Montgomery County 4-H. Check us out on Facebook. We have a lot of our up, most up-to-date um, posts will be there yeah. and what's going on with our events. And there's still a monthly 4-H newsletter that goes out that people can utilize to find out more information about what's going on. So we, we try. There's a variety of ways that we try to um, communicate and let people know what's happening. All right, last-minute thoughts. Robotics, why should somebody even think about doing robotics? Tons of fun. It's going to be a great way to meet new friends and also explore those career opportunities and those interests that kids have. And it's an opportunity for those kids who necessarily can't do it can't have a livestock project in their apartment or house. And it's a great way to um, see, uh, meet friends from across the state as you compete. Yeah. And then, you know, we're about learning and, and we have, do have that connection with agriculture. AgriLife is the connection between agriculture and life. life. So, it you know, you wear clothes, you eat, you're touched by agriculture for yes. sure. So this is one more way for kids to learn more about agriculture and how it does play a role in their life. So whether they're you know, like you mentioned before, maybe we don't have as many farmers as we used to, but whether you're a farmer from a farm family or you are in the corporate world, um, it still matters and it still affects your life. So learning more about it is really helpful. Okay, last thought. Join 4-H. <laughs> All right, texas4-h.tamu.edu. Um, Facebook, all those kinds of things. And you can go back and listen to this on podcast. So if you're listening on podcast, hi, glad Welcome. you're here. Yep. Um, and then every Friday, 1 to 2, 104.5, 106.1, worldwide, www.irlonestar.com. Podcast on YouTube, Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service. We're all about people, partner, people, programs, and partnerships, helping Texans make their lives better. Thanks for listening. Okay.